0: Hey, this is Bob and the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what we do around here. That is so exactly... Far, so far, a, so good. So, so far...
1: <laughs>
2: Looks like we're here for the long haul, you guys. We started with three. We still got three. I work with a
0: new a new friend of mine that I've only known for like six months. His name's Patrick, and he listened to the first podcast this week. And he loved it, actually, which is strange. I don't see how anybody (laughs) Uh could love this. You know, we gotta uh, stop insulting
2: (laughs) listeners. We really do. Because you know it's why do people love it so much? I don't get it. Uh, I, I, I don't i i don't know i warn people off but every once in a while i get a kind review <laughs> and, I try, and it's like I, you I, try and I, discourage yeah. people to,
0: i'm not i just i'm trying to i'm not trying to discourage them i'm trying to understand what the heck is that we're doing that people would sit and listen to this for oh, i don't understand I, it <laughs>
2: i i like you guys and i enjoy hanging out with you it's kind of like hanging out with you without having to talk i guess when you listen, Mike's, no. Mike's
0: going to kill me. But I just got home from work, and I'm eating my cheese and crackers for oh, dinner. <laughs> oh
3: my god!
2: Dude, I just walked oh,
0: in like this. Sound man's ago.
2: nightmare. Did you drive what today is. in
0: the rain? Oh yeah, I drove from Palm Desert to Claremont to Beverly Hills to Mount Washington, home just now.
2: Nice. You, you really the need to get of my a driver. Life. You need to get a driver so you can That's, sit I, in the I, back I, of the I, car and, and draw.
0: When I'm driving mm. out out of L. A. on that ten, I just think like I could just never come back. I could just fucking disappear, Chuck. <laughs> I've got how much money do I have? I had like three hundred dollars this morning. I was like, <laughs> I got three hundred bucks, a tank full of gas. <laughs> I could just fucking disappear like Jim Morrison or something. yeah (laughs) three hundred dollars used to be a lot i don't
2: think that would get you very far just in gas about uh,
1: about to the thing in arizona that's about it
0: i don't have to get far i just have to get where nobody knows me just somewhere out there i used to (laughs) fantasize about this all the time like uh like albuquerque always seemed like a good town mike we've you and me have done some had some fun in albuquerque seems like a great
1: town yeah it's a big town too though it's not like a little you know sleepy santa fe town it's like pretty big pretty darn big big
0: town and there's a lot a lot of cars to break into a lot of hustles there's a there's a bad part of albuquerque i don't know if you know this chuck there's a real (laughs) bad part of albuquerque (laughs) that that me and mike have been to several times so you, together just you
1: ruined it. No, we participated. No, no, we no. only participated. We, <laughs> we, we,
0: we participated in the bad ah. part. So my fantasy was always like somewhere, I'm just gonna disappear and I'm gonna end up in Arizona or New Mexico and some cool thing working out jack in the box and like have a you know, have a small little life out there. And it strikes me when I'm on the 10 like near banning, I'm like, <laughs> I could just keep going, Chuck. I wouldn't have to do "Don't Die" podcast anymore. Yeah, have that's probably the worst work. part
2: of existence. Huh? I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have my friends die because I wouldn't hear about it. Because no one would know my phone number. You know, I uh, liked
1: that whole area so much out there that I was. I had a band for a while called Beaumont. I love that oh, Beaumont right. I band. remember
0: that. I remember that. That lasted about six months.
1: Yeah didn't last long but it was a great name <laughs> banning, well banning
0: and beaumont's gotten all built up now too but the reason why i'm in this mode is got a lot of a lot of shit going on a lot of addiction going on chuck a lot you know that and i know that but there's also the death of one of the sweetest people i've ever known last thursday still don't know what it's from but it doesn't sound good but Taylor Hawkins was one of the sweetest, most genuine people I've ever known. Always mm. kind, always thoughtful. I mean, I could, list, I could list 40 things that he did for me and Josh. They're just so kind that he didn't have to do. Taylor yeah. did such cool shit when no one was looking. So, so he found out that we were kind of staying in Motel 6s, right? Not even that. Like Motel 4s at a certain
3: point. When you're, on, when, when, you're on,
0: when you're when you're the, when you're the third bill on the Chili Peppers tour, you're Motel Four. You can't afford Motel Six, right? Uh-huh. So, so um, the food Fighters were in the middle slot, and they started realizing that, like me and Chris Hoy were roommates in Motel Sixes, our road manager. That I has Chris Hoy been on the podcast? He has not. We haven't pinned him down. we got to get Chris Hoy on here. He knows more about everything than even I do. He knows more about my life than I do. So Chris Hoy and I would room together. And then Josh kind of would go with Fashante back then. And then Andrew Clark. And I believe we had different rotating rhythm guitar players. But, um, but you know, the, we, we would get two Motel 6s for, for like four people. And so Taylor finds out about this and Chris from Foo Fighters, and they started giving us their hotel room keys because they had what was called day rooms. So they would get there, they, they would get there on their tour bus and then they'd have a day room to hang out in, a hotel room. And then they'd play the show and then they'd drive out after the show. They started making it a deal. They would just find us and just hand us their room keys that we could go stay in these cool, fancy hotels just for no, just other than knowing that we were struggling and, you know, and, and, you know, just the kind things like that. And anytime, you know, he'd always say, what are you working on? And I'd say, Oh, I'm doing this acoustic solo record. He goes, shit. If you need drums, the acoustic doesn't need drums, but if you ever need drums, I want it, I'll want i do it. He's just just that type of person. Okay. And yeah. to hear that he died, like I cried. I don't cry over many deaths, right? I, um, I just cried. He's just such a sweet guy. And then I checked to make sure that Dick Cheney was still alive. He is. So there is no God, Chuck. There's no, no God. He's like the Bionic Man or something
1: now. <laughs> Cheney is,
0: <laughs> is still alive. Taylor Hawkins I, is not. I know there is no God that in, uh-huh. that makes a world like that. So, so that was a horrible strike on that week, and then and then I found out oh, a friend of mine had relapsed, and I just like just becoming overwhelmed. And it's my son's first birthday tomorrow, and so it's been like birthday week, and then death week, and then relapse mm. week you know what i mean it's so hard some weeks are so hard to process yeah. like it, it's my baby's one year birthday one of the sweetest people i've ever known died one of my favorite people one, it used to be one of my closest friends has relapsed it's just like fuck
3: yeah, you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm.
0: and and you know, another friend's going through a divorce and another friend's like disillusioned, having a midlife crisis. And it's just like, oh, my God, I got to get back to like some sort of joy. So I went out to the desert to be with the kids and we went swimming yesterday and and, you know, getting Sydney back in the water. She was not scared at all. You guys. She almost nice. drowned last time she was in a swimming pool. She was not scared. Didn't even, I said, are you OK, Sydney? She said, yeah, why? And so then I didn't bring it up. <laughs> like, well, you just drew, almost drowned last
3: summer in a pool. <laughs> I didn't want to say that.
0: <laughs> but like kids, kids are resilient. Kids forget. Kids live in the now. And so then I got this real boost of two days of energy of just going swimming and hanging out and doing Legos and stuff like that. And then drove back to that this morning. And then it's pouring rain and I had to go to
2: work. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, it's been a weird, it's been a weird couple of weeks. There's been, you know, I, it, I, I'm always shocked by the people. Like I, I had a, I had a friend, die. I went to his funeral last week and it was, it was an overdose thing. And the people that uh, start using again, after something like that, it just kind of freaks me out because it kind of seems like it should be the op- it's the opposite thing for me. You know, it's a, I don't feel like getting high when someone was getting oh, I high. I never feel like
0: getting high. I never feel like getting high. I do feel. De- over this, I feel depressed. I feel depressed. I definitely do. Like, God. And, and then the weirdest thing. And then, like, I was getting over it after two days in the desert. And then that fucking asshole smacks Chris Rock last night for <laughs> telling a joke. <laughs> no, there was something really just awful about that yeah it struck me as just really ugly and awful
2: well yeah worse than
0: that i don't even know who the fucking guy is like the fresh king of bel-air or whatever that guy is a movie actor (laughs) actor. come on
1: you know who will smith is. i have
0: never seen any of his movies i don't go
1: to those kind of movies he was in the remake of the wild wild west That's
0: why I like them. <laughs> I'm sure Mike saw
2: that one. You know, it, the whole thing—the thing that's sad is that I, like, I wanted to go look at some things. I wanted to see where my friends went, what they did over the weekend, and everybody's arguing about, you know, especially like the people that have never been in a fight or hit anybody. Goes if someone talks shit about my wife, I'd smack them up too. And it's well, just no, like no, I saw I, that I,
0: stuff. There was a lot of a lot a lot of pro assault. Mm-hmm. Slapping someone's wrong it doesn't matter who does it or for why like what the fuck is wrong with people my children saw that my fucking children saw it Ugh. you know it would have
1: had more it, it would have had more effect if he just would have stood up with his wife and walked out or something you know i mean well there's more. a
0: million good ways to communicate
1: there's no reason
0: your to go up and hit somebody. for it how about last going Does it ever you- done on these fucking people don't go the Academy Awards are a joke, anyways. Don't fucking go,
3: <laughs>
1: Bob. They're saying that it might have been a fake, a staged thing. No, there was no, it was
0: not fake.
1: If you look, there's a pretty good camera angle where it doesn't
2: even it he didn't even hit him. See, but that's but that's the other side of it. People are arguing about whether it was real or not. It's just another way. It just shows me how divided we are and how people pick camps and become entrenched in an idea without even really knowing. I mean, I I wasn't watching. Here's
0: here's my, yeah, like people kept saying it's fake. What would be the point of that? The guy made an ass of himself. Why why would you fake that?
1: That's what they do nowadays to get likes and looks. No, he's never going to be invited
0: back. They're probably going to, after their investigation, who the fuck are the Academy Awards (laughs) anyway? But after their investigation, (laughs) I read it this morning, After they do their full investigation, Mm -hmm. watch the video. The guy walked up. You didn't have security stop him. He slapped the guy and sat back down. If anyone does that in a public restaurant, they're asked to leave the restaurant. If anybody does it at a concert to a musician, they're arrested.
2: Yeah, that just gets real touchy on why didn't that happen. You know, because and it's, it's just...
0: the guy, it's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's like everybody loves the guy for some reason. I don't get it. I love his son, but I don't love him. <laughs> no, Smith is badass. I went and saw him at, the, at a concert. He's amazing. He's a huh. great artist. And it's weird. Like, you know, I, I I just, I don't go to those types of movies. So I don't know. I remember somebody talking about Chris Pratt. Like this friend of mine was writing a movie and he said, Yeah, I'm doing the new Chris Pratt movie. And I was like, Who is that? <laughs> and he goes, Dude, Chris Pratt, Jurassic Park. And I was like, <laughs> That guy. And here's what I said, Chuck. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not making this up. I said, How old is the guy? Because I didn't know there was a remake of
3: Jurassic <laughs> Park. Oh, no. So I was okay.
0: How old is the guy? And i I'm like, wasn't Tom Hanks in Jurassic Park? I don't remember,
3: but like that was a long
0: time ago. The guy was just too excited to be writing the new Chris Pratt movie that Chris Pratt was in Jurassic Park 30 years ago. I couldn't understand what the excitement was. Dude, I tried to watch the
1: Spider-Man thing because I thought, oh <laughs> I tried to watch the Spider-Man No Way Home thing. And I, and I realized that there's like a million Spider-Man. There's
0: like so many Spider-Man
1: movies. Yeah. I have there's no There's a idea new
0: animated one coming out. So me and Sid, part of our great weekend to forget, you know, to try to take my mind off of the, the Taylor and Friends relapsing and all this kind of sad shit that's going on. We went to the 10 a.m. screening of Sing to Sing Along. So they have the words below and you stand up and sing. I I kept prepping Sid the whole night before. I kept telling her stories about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) And one day, one day I'm gonna take her to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. And so I'm all pumped. We go down there, we're fucking pumped. We go in there. There's just two old ladies and us in there.
3: Nobody showed up.
0: (laughs) Nobody showed up for the sing to sing along in Laverne, California.
2: No, uh, I'm shocked. Sure I, I, I fucking
0: <laughs> shook my ass. I got up and danced. I sang.
2: I, I oh, haven't wow. seen Sing Two. Yeah. I like Sing One though. I like. Oh, you sing know the what the greatest song fun. of
0: it is? And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Bono is in it.
2: Oh, you know what? I think I did see that now. Yeah, he's, so he, great. he's He's like a hermit. He, he's he's given yeah, yeah. Up the music thing.
0: Yeah. His wife he's, died and he's left. He's, he can't perform anymore. And right, so these, right. the sing people get him to come out and perform and they do. The last song is still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's awesome. I cried. I saw it at the regular theater and then I saw the sing along. I cried both times. At the still haven't found what I'm looking for.
2: I'm glad you have feelings. Isn't it great? It's
0: I do have, have feelings. feelings. Yeah. But but that, that song, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big YouTube fan, but that song is amazing. Mike Mart, you're a great songwriter. Is that, what do you uh, think of that
1: song? It's great. It, I mean, a lot of people don't like YouTube for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, I thought they're too
0: bombastic. They're too bombastic. Joshua Tree was
2: a great album. That,
0: this is on the Joshua Tree. Well, you know, Tree. there
2: was they were so popular that there was a there was yeah there was a natural backlash to that sort of popularity because all the cool kids couldn't like something that was that mainstream. Because U two had a the boy album. Every I, I didn't know anybody that disliked U two. You know, it, it was good alternative oh, yeah, music, oh, and then I all just, of a sudden it got so there, big.
0: You don't know my YouTube boy story
1: let's go no, right. we're not
0: gonna name names but Mike knows who it is YouTube two played when boy came out yeah everybody loved I will follow and when boy mm-hmm. came out they played two shows in one day at the country club in Reseda. I right
2: wolf and remember that, I remember I remember that. Club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: the country club they played like uh like I don't know I think they played like that it was weird back then they would play like a six o'clock show all ages and then play a nine o'clock show for like what, what did you say chuck a
1: wolf and russ miller wasn't it wolf and russ Miller's yeah player? i haven't heard yeah. those two names put together in yeah. like
0: 30 years oh my yeah, god before there was live nation bringing you every concert all the yeah. yeah. where <laughs> was wolf and russ miller <laughs> <laughs>
1: good call bringing you shows
0: and <laughs> <Good> call. <laughs> yep so uh my gal pal at the time, Chuck went to see that band and then, and didn't come home. And, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, the drummer, which is at the time, probably the most handsome man on the planet, Larry Mullins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently my gal pal and he hit it off, had a few oh, drinks. Bobby. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I never got the details.
2: You don't want they,
0: you know, I, don't they want I know
2: what it. happened. They sat on the roof of the hotel and watched <laughs> the sun come up when they were talking about you, Bob. They were talking about how great you are. So that I was, was
0: really not on board with you two for quite a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a sour taste in your but mouth. Then, sure. But
0: then, like, you just look at the guy. I would have fucked him. I mean, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> there we go. He, there he it is. was he was go- a gorgeous man. I mean, yeah. how, could you uh, resist? how could you resist that? <laughs> hey. Can you imagine? Can you
2: imagine? If you would have been there, it probably would have been. So he's like
0: of one of the most handsome guys I've ever seen. And then the other most handsome is Paul Simonon. Can you imagine a three way with Paul Simonon and Larry Mullins? Oh. Like that would be just like <laughs> that would be like the most greatest thing ever.
2: <laughs> I can smell it already. <laughs> oh wow, Jesus. This took a weird turn. Sure did.
0: No, but but well, I'm trying to pull out of my Taylor Hawkins mood, man. This guy, you don't understand how fucking cool he was. And just fun.
1: He always and, seemed like just very nice, friendly. You
0: person. know, everybody goes on about how oh, the greatest drama, greatest drama. It's so hard. He's the singer of his band, is the greatest drummer in yeah, the world. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I think a lot of the praise of him was like, oh, well, he's gonna be right there with Dave right there. <laughs> like, you're the greatest
1: drummer in the world. I never met him. I just thought I saw him on TV.
2: I thought he was cool. It seemed like he, you know, him and Dave seemed like they had one of those genuine relationships where they, it seemed like they always had fun together. Like they were always doing something goofy, and, and you know, it's just like to uh, when you have a camaraderie like that. I think that's why it affected me because, like Mike saying, I didn't know him. Yeah, he was a good drummer, and it looked like he. There was always smiling. I didn't. I never heard anything negative. They seemed to be so humble and so nice and so funny, and and that's just that sucks. And so
1: anti-rock star, you know, and I, I'll i take this back to Flea. Flea, for the longest time, has been anti-rock star. You know what I yeah, mean? He'll, yeah. he'll come right up and he'll he will shake up strangers' hands go, yeah, I'm Flea. Hi, how are you doing? And that has sort of translated into Dave Grohl in that sort of attitude also. And, you know, I think it sort of um, permeates a little bit from Flea. But Taylor Hawkins was like that also. He would talk to anybody. He was grateful for the fans, you know.
0: These guys just were thoughtful of other people, which is not like a rock musicians. Not, I don't care what level of rock musician you are. It's not really a top. That's not in the top. handbook. That's
2: not, <laughs> it's that's
0: not like thinking of other people. Do drugs,
2: not really have groupies. Uh, yeah. That's not, I don't even think that's in the top 20 things of rock star. <laughs> Yeah, you don't see Mick Jagger like mingling.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
0: wonder I wonder how I wonder how yeah. I wonder how the opening bands doing. I don't think yeah. Mick Jagger's worried about
1: that. I don't think Bono's out there, you know, with the people.
0: <laughs> I wonder the floor, if the opening band has got a place to stay tonight. Yeah.
1: Or Springsteen, <laughs> hey, do the road.
0: Does
1: <laughs> that so, opening band have a hotel room?
0: So so anyways, it was just it was fun. we were on the road with them for months. I think we did two legs of their of this tour. It was just so fun. It was just like, and Taylor was one of those people who just never s- stopped being in awe of the position he was in. Like I think he was a <laughs> he was a drum teacher, like in Orange County or West Covina or something, and he would just talk like, "I can't believe like I get to do this. This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, right. right. And that's also not a thing that Bono sit around doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe it. I get to do the song for Sing Too. I can't believe it. Right? Uh, so, right. And not to, not to take, the, take a, you know, whatever, piss on Bono. But, I mean, no. there are just bands that just by their magnitude, they're just so ginormous and so big. And then they just become so far removed like Martians on the earth. <laughs> and you pointed out Mike there are two bands Good. that don't well said. Don't, Two bands that don't do that. The chili peppers and food fighters. They don't they don't do it. now. Yeah. And so, you know, and now friends of ours become famous and like they get all caught up in it and they got bodyguards and I always love saying this thing. You know, I've been best friends with Anthony Kiedis for 40 years. He's never had a bodyguard. I don't and he, I don't see why you need one.
3: Yeah. And I won't tell you who. I won't tell you who it
0: was, but they were in a band that's much lesser than the Chili Brothers. Like, dude, I don't think you need a bodyguard. Oh, he died, so I can say it. It was Scott Weiland had a bodyguard.
3: It's just like, yeah. what? Scott? Well, he, he was on a lot boy? of drugs, and he, he was, was probably here. a little
2: scared, oh, a little a paranoid. Bodyguard. Yeah, dude, do enough cocaine, and you have money. I'd have a bodyguard too. I'd have two. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. carrying a lot does, of
1: cocaine. Does, <laughs>
0: I just would never leave my house. I wouldn't need a bodyguard oh, hey, Just stay you know home. What?
1: That's another thing, too. Your bodyguard gets to carry your dope and your guns. Yeah. yeah the gun thing,
0: it. I don't know. I saw this Bill Burr uh, stand-up thing because I was trying to cheer myself up. I spent, <laughs> I spent four days of trying funny. to cheer myself up. So I watched Bill Burr. He has this <laughs> bit where will, some, will somebody please tell the rappers... To register their guns. <laughs> who's, who they need one white friend to tell them, hey, all you got to do is go down and you sign your name and fill it out. It's not like a big deal. <laughs> like, they, just, they just Don't register their guns. Unregistered handgun. I think Lil Wayne's in jail right now. For unregistered handgun, like just register the motherfucker. What are you scared of? Go down to the police department, fill out a little, a little, you know, a little index card, put your name on it, sign it, and say, "Yeah, I got this gun. Here's the serial number." Yeah. Like, what is the thing with the rappers averse to registering their guns?
3: And
2: they're always getting know.
0: arrested for it. Like, come on, you guys, register mm, your guns.
2: Maybe, maybe that's the thing. Ted Nugent
0: registers his guns. Kid
3: Rock <laughs> registers his guns. I'm well, you sure. know what,
1: Bob? There's a there's a thing called a ghost gun that, that's very popular. And it's a it's a kit, it has no serial number on it. And it's hard, it's actually metal cylinder, but it's the rest of it is hard ass plastic. And it's well, so a, a Glock gun.
0: right? So you can't register it.
1: Well, there's no serial number. It's a ghost gun. it's has gone. Well, no, it you're talking doesn't exist. Mike.
0: You're talking about people with $50 million. They, well, I they're know. buying they're <laughs> buying. Guns. I'm
3: rational. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. That, that, these
0: guys, you think that they got like Little Wayne? Lil Wayne's probably got a gold-plated fucking Glock or whatever. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? With, di- with diamonds on it. So I'd be
1: carrying it, it on there's, the outside. You
0: know this, this kid, Chi-I? Right. Yeah. I kind of like him, but kid, but, he's, uh, he's
2: got to be older now.
0: Yeah, but well, everybody's a kid to me. I'm 61 fucking years old. Chuck. <laughs> Get off you're my a lawn. Kid. You're a kid to me. Get off my lawn. You, you got change your kids. name, your rap name now to so like old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> old Bobby Buckskin. Old Bobby Buckskin.
1: <laughs> Former well, kid.
0: So anyways, <laughs>
1: OBB, this guy
0: T.I. has has a museum of his guns in Atlanta. Do you know this? No. No. T.I. has his own museum and a whole part of it. So apparently, like Mark Cates, my friend, went to it. When you walk in, it's a whole huge table full of cocaine, like when they confiscate (laughs) the cocaine in the bindles. Yeah. So you walk into the museum and it's all cocaine on a table. (laughs) (laughs) And then he has a room with all his guns Right. And then I don't know. And trap music. He's a part of trap music. So it's all like it's a, it's a trap museum, but it's really <laughs> I.'s museum, and it's guns and cocaine and trap music
3: oh, and like Jesus. his
0: outfits and stuff. I can't wait to go. I just can't wait.
3: It's my picture taken near the cocaine.
0: Too. You don't want your picture <laughs> taken near a bunch of cocaine. Sure. sure I come do. on. So, of course you do. Of course so I do.
2: do. <laughs> But they don't, that's what they, the trap houses is where they hang out now. It's a, a I know a guy that went by the name Trap King, Well he's dead. Trap but King? He's yeah. A, because uh, he Orange was County tra- guy?
0: Orange County, like what, Anaheim Hills? Anaheim Hills.
2: <laughs> oh, here here Br- it is. Wrong side of the tracks. In okay, Mike.
0: Look at look here, at the picture. Here it is. And
1: here's the look funny at, thing: it's got it's got other stuff in it besides. It's not your typical museum. It's, it's got, got like his a,
0: guns and cocaine. And That's cooking,
1: all and it. his cocaine cooking kitchen. It's got a replica of his <laughs> of his crack cocaine cooking kitchen.
0: <laughs> this is. We've got to go here, Chuck. Oh. If we can, oh my God! If we can live podcast from the trap museum in Atlanta. <laughs> It would be my ultimate dream for "Don't Die." What? Yeah, how? How do we get
2: there? Oh my God! I just looked is, it up. The
1: first <laughs> thing, the first thing you see when you stroll in is a is a uh, replica of a convenience store. <laughs> like uh, like robbing it, or just well, like no, that's where I you shop. It's, it's like from his neighborhood, or is his the convenience store? Is it the greatest, market. Mike? Is it the greatest thing you've ever seen? Oh my God! Look at it all. It's amazing. We got to post that. It's got a pink Cadillac. I'm trapped too. <laughs> you I feel trapped. I need a trap. <laughs> you, you mean you your know. museum would have, a, would have a Millie's in it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> had the, Millie's, it the Millie's
0: wash tubs. Yeah. So you would could had, go had, in have, and
2: do dishes. <laughs> <so> it
0: would have a <laughs> <the> Cry <laughs> Help smoking, outdoor smoking table. A, a, it would Buddy's
1: office where you sat. Oh, uh, for- yeah. A
0: private thing of Buddy's office and like. A detox bed where I sit and talk to somebody who's just out of their minds. Like, I'm gonna leave. Like, no, you're not, dude. I'm gonna leave. I fucking, you know, I'll come back tomorrow. I'm gonna leave. Like, that would (laughs) be great to have a video of just a (laughs) loop of I'm gonna leave. Like, dude, no, you're not. Just stay one more night. Just stay, just hang out. Just just cool down. You don't
2: get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. I'm
0: gonna fucking leave. I'm gonna. How many times, Chuck? I've been doing this. Since nineteen ninety nine, that would be twenty three years. You've been doing it since when? Two
2: thousand ten, or before then? Yeah, two thousand eight,
0: two thousand eight. So you've been doing it fourteen years. I've been doing it twenty three years. How many times we heard "I'm gonna leave"? How many times in our uh, lifetime has a drug addict in rehab said to us, "I'm gonna
2: leave"? Yeah, dude. Almost everybody <laughs> uh, says 10, it. Once. Times, uh, every, ten thousand times. Almost everybody. And then you get the ones that want to leave every day and um, because it's just not working out or they've got to take care of this or they've got to take care of that. And it, it, is, it, it is a never-ending process and it is sometimes exhausting. And, I, and I, I, I hear you, Bob. We hit points, or at least I know I do, where it's just like, I can't do this for another day. And then something breaks or something good happens and I go, I'm going to keep doing this. You know, I, I, yeah, no, wanna, I, I don't think I, I, I have wanna, a choice.
0: I don't have a choice. Like I've tried to get out. I'm like in Godfather part three. Every time I try to get out, like somebody <laughs> I care about has got a drug problem. Right.
2: Right. But I, I mean, just, that's that's the thing where I, I've I've met some people. And for the most part, I've got people I can send people to when they want to go somewhere because right. the admission business is something I just really can't. I can't cope because we're already doing the middle to the end, and to be on the front end of it and yeah, in the, but middle the very and the end, of the, end,
0: end. the very end of the treatment process is very close to the intake department. Well, <laughs> yeah, kinda, you know what? It kind of is a trap loop there. There's a trap <laughs> loop there. There's you know a what? beat. There's a beat there that's very much like trap music. Yep. Where the <laughs> person graduates and then they intake. It's like it's like a, it's a circle there. You notice how Mike has been silent for like five minutes? I knew he would become obsessed with the Trap Museum. Oh, it's pretty Mike.
1: fascinating. I can't <laughs> stop <laughs> looking at it. dude. You know, it, it's funny. Have you uh, found
0: the gun room yet? That's why we yes, it up. Yes, it's
1: like it's magnificent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's got like what? AK-47s. He's got, he's got a silver-plated ak forty seven.
1: Yeah, it's insane.
0: So why don't they <laughs> register their? They, you know how much does it? I don't know how much does an AK forty seven cost. Like a thousand dollars, maybe two thousand, three thousand. Um, I have no um, idea. No, you can get a for... Yeah, a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Okay, to silver, to silver coat it.
3: Yeah, is that probably one would, that one that would, would be, be like, more that'd expensive. That'd be like
0: five thousand bucks. So he's got a six thousand dollar AK forty seven. Wouldn't you want to register that? If you got $6,000 to buy, $1,000 to buy it and $5,000 to silver plate it, wouldn't you just go down and fill out a form? It's just bureaucracy. It's not like some big, you know, complicated problem.
1: Well, they don't keep them legal. They make them automatic, and then that's highly illegal.
2: That's the thing is that if it comes single shot and the three shot you,
0: When you go to register a gun, do you bring the gun with you? I don't think you do. I think you just bring the serial number and the paperwork that you bought it. I don't think you bring the, you don't, here's my thing. You register your gun at the police station. You don't walk in with a gun. Where do you register it at? You,
1: read, you can register it at Turner's, Outdoor, you know, any of those places that sell guns, gun dealers. You can register you can,
0: Like at Walmart, you could register a gun? I'm
1: thinking, but I'm not. they're oh selling
2: them, If they're selling them, they got to be able to register them. The police
1: don't want people walking in with guns.
0: Are you kidding me? <laughs> I told you I was really depressed and living in Joshua Tree, and I just decided to kill myself. I I really wasn't, I didn't know if I was going to, but I wanted to investigate the possibilities of it. And I went to the Walmart in Yucca Valley and there was this little like, kind of, you know, like 18 year old kid, 20 year old kid, really skinny, nerdy looking guy. Like, and uh, I said, what, what gun here is like probably the simplest and easiest. And he said, well, what are you talking about? And I said, say somebody wanted to kill themselves. What gun would you recommend? <laughs> <I asked> oh, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, it you was didn't. like it was I swear to God, it was like eight o'clock at night on a weekday night at the Walmart in Yucca Valley. And the kid was like, well, I mean, uh, who's going to kill themselves? And I said, well, not just if somebody <laughs> like what's a gun that people typically kill themselves with. And he goes, I don't know. And I was okay. like, oh, "Okay, what's the simplest gun you got?" And he had <clears> it out, and I was like looking at it and thinking, "Like, am I going to do this or not?" And then literally, I could have bought it. It was only two hundred nineteen dollars, Mike. Wow. Two hundred nineteen dollars. I yeah, could walk I into huh. a Walmart at eight o'clock at night in Yucca Valley. It certainly, can. talk about suicide to some, you know, kind of dumb kid making sixteen dollars an hour working at Walmart, <laughs> and, and, and he would sell me a gun.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so and, then saying, they, and then and then it's registered they have to they, if there's a waiting period oh, thank god whole- it
0: would be registered i'd be dead i wouldn't worry about carrying it on planes but they the have- idea the access what i'm talking about is the access to weapons when you're depressed in america is mind them you can just <laughs> yeah. walk into a yeah. walmart
1: they don't just keep them away from depressed people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you're too depressed, you can't buy this gun.
2: <laughs> you appear to be sad. <laughs>
3: you appear to be sad.
2: <laughs> Wait, Why could you circle so... the face that best describes how you feel?
0: <laughs> big sad face, big sad sad.
2: Hey you guys feeling
1: like some junky news at all? What the fuck? Junky news? <laughs>
2: Bop up, bop, bop. Here's the story bop, bop. of some junkies. Junkie news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so statistics. You love statistics, Bob. That came out with a 12-month period ending October 2021. So the whole pandemic, 105,752 people died of drug overdoses in a 12-month period. This is crazy. No, let me put this in context for you for one second. World War One: sixty-three thousand one hundred and fourteen 63,114 Americans died. 63,000 in World War One. Oh, my God. World mm. War II was quite bigger. Right, But the Korean War was only 36,516 people died. In the Vietnam Korean was only 55,000. Korean- Vietnam War was 58,220. Yeah. yeah. This so is almost twice.
0: It's two Vietnams every year, Chuck. And
1: that was a 10-year war.
0: And nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a mm-hmm. fuck. And, and, you know, I, 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 I just like that we're the ones that say nobody gives a fuck. Because because when they do those, you know, when they do those do gooder, or like, oh, you know, we're opioid awareness month and blah, blah, blah. Nobody gives a fuck. That's the truth.
2: Because if they of- did,
0: they'd they'd do something about it. They would. And how governments address issues is funding. Right. We're going to give, you know, a billion dollars to the Ukrainians this week. That's how we show we care. Here's a billion mm-hmm. dollars. Keep it up. Yeah, Bite those motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> but, oh, opioid awareness, opioid overdose awareness month. Like, they don't give a fuck about drug addicts in this country. Nobody does. Except for the rehabs to exploit them and make money off them. But, you know, that's about it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, the the photo ops that have come along with this stuff have been ridiculous. And the idea of uh, being an absentee rich parent just throwing money at a problem is is just as sad. I I just I, I don't I haven't seen anything change or get better or different or funding for places that for people that don't have insurance or just man we've been talking about that forever the idea of a nice therapeutic community you know uh social model detox like when i went through um uh, no I'll, I'll tell you and- the two
0: well yeah those small places cry help was like that cry help's not like that anymore this is a big old rehab um and I love it still, but I mean, it's a real organized rehab. There's nobody there. There's nobody talking. There's no, you know, you don't really talk to anybody. That I don't know. It's it's just another rehab now. And it mm-hmm. and it was so different in the '80s. It was so different. Even when I was there in the mid '90s, it was so different. It was like it was like a family. Now it's just like a machine with voicemails. If you'd like to leave a message for the detox unit, press one. If you'd like to leave a <laughs> message for that. You know what I mean? In the old days, I answered the phone, right? They had clients answer the phone 24-7. Somebody answered that fucking phone and there was a human being to talk to, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I've tried to do at Allo. You call the Allo phone number, a human being will answer. Yeah. A human that, being. Now that leads us to this,
1: which is now- not called the-
0: Allo anymore. I forgot.
1: It's called Oral. Oral. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to catch on to that name. But it's still <laughs> run by the absolutely fabulous Evan Haynes.
0: Yeah, and huh. well, and, and Bob you. Howland's the one that answers the phone. Bob, probably Howland. five out of ten times, I would right. say. Okay, so let's test it right now, Mike. Let's call. No, let's we're call not going to. Al-
1: <laughs> bon. No, we're not going to do that. But this is
0: uh
2: this is from Al Jazeera. No, no. This, is, this is from Al. Is <laughs> Will Smith you? <laughs> you know, do you slap okay. me?
0: Is he going to slap me, Chuck?
1: <laughs> is this? uh it, it, Do you guys ever read Al Jazeera the news? A, yeah. Well, it, I used
0: to watch the. It used to have a TV show, but I think yeah, they went it used, bankrupt. It, it or used something. to be the
1: best news on. Oh, yeah, okay. it was
0: the best news. So
1: they. So the Taliban has now been put in, you know, in in Afghanistan, right? And they're basically cleaning up the country from junkies and you know they're they're religious zealots, but they're taking rounding up all these junkies and these drug users and throwing them into rehab. They're shaving their what? bodies completely. Yeah, they're yeah. Showering them down, they give them a place to. Detox, but they're going
0: to convert them. They're going to convert
1: them, turn them into whatever. But still, they feel that, and and that reminded me
0: of shaving your head when you went into cry prayer. help cry help cry help you cry help shave your head but but so let me let me tell you what i'm hoping will come uh from all this tragedy that's going on in the music business maybe a new version of map i really believe map was not music cares map was the greatest drug program we all felt i just I felt so lucky to work there. It was such a great place. Mike, how many people you know got sober at Map? 20 Oh, 30, a, lot. a lot of musicians. 40?
1: Yeah, and really yeah. the only criteria was that you had to have been paid for getting played on that, playing yeah, we music. Didn't right. Really care? Yeah, nobody really. Yeah, cared.
0: Like if you were in a like I knew everybody. So here was the criteria: we did have criteria that you had to have worked in the music business actively for five years. But like if you were the sound man at Raji's and I knew you, you're going to fucking treatment and we're paying for it. Yeah. You know what now, I mean?
2: <clears throat> why why isn't why isn't something like that happening? That's one of those businesses where the money is incredible that there should be, you know, there should be enough money that it wouldn't be hard to get it. From well, the no, people. that,
0: well, it get molded into music <laughs> as a buddy died, and the spirit of it kind of died. And then Harold Owens kept it alive, the spirit of it. But then what happened was Obamacare. And so the fact was everybody had insurance and I, I can't fault mm. them. I can't fault them for saying, well, t- could these resources be spent on housing for musicians or like dental, dental work for musicians or, Oh. or um, even buying their healthcare so they can get a uh, treatment for their mental health or their addiction issues. So it still exists, but it, it's not, it's not. Well, what's great about map is it was like musicians in the groups every day. We ran three week, three mm-hmm. days a week. We ran groups, right? Everybody was there. All the musicians that map was paying for to be in treatment had to come there. One of those three groups, we'd see everybody every week. And, and the musicians knew that we were out raising the money for them to pay for their treatment, and so they were grateful to an organization. Gratitude has a lot to do with staying sober, Chuck. I don't know if oh, you're yeah. familiar with this. Well, i don't, There's no gratitude in going to a fancy for-profit rehab. I mean, you have to be a very special person to realize how great your counselor is, and I'm sure you've had people that have... have been grateful at wavelengths i've had people that are grateful at oral but for the most part you're paying for a service you don't really have to be grateful for it right right Right. and and at uh charlie's house charlie's place or whatever the place you talk about what's it called charlie street or at cry help it was free they were out fundraising to get money to keep their lights on and Mm -hmm. keep the food you know flowing and we would go to food banks and pick up you know donated food and stuff and so it was easy to be grateful because you could see what the people were providing the services were were out there fucking selling you know uh, bingo there was a was mostly funded by a bingo hall i don't know if you know this or there's the Cry Help LLC bingo hall at the top of Vineland.
2: Bingo it's still going. Bingo, bingo is a killer bingo. Oh, it's maker. this
0: huge warehouse. It was like hundreds of old ladies every Friday and Saturday night. And then us as clients, if you made it to level three, you could work the bingo hall and you got to, you know, hmm. flirt, flirt and hang out and be a normal person <laughs> for like four hours. You didn't have to go to a NA meeting in Pacoima on that night. So, so, just gratitude. There's no way, you know, as much as I want to think that the for profit model is helpful, gratitude is such an important part of, of the sobriety process. And paying for it, paying for it, or, or knowing that your insurance is paying $50,000, it's hard to be grateful for that, right? Many people are able to find gratitude within that system but it's much easier if somebody else is providing services to me for free they're working for shit money they're doing it from their heart they're doing it because somebody did it for them that is the best drug programs and they rarely exist nowadays
2: right i don't yeah i don't know of very many i I could you could name them all in I think we did just did. (laughs) I don't, I don't know very many places like that that ever existed.
0: I can tell you cry help impact, uh, uh, Stanton detox used to be like that. And then they went after insurance money. Um, I'm trying to think and nobody goes to Salvation Army except for me and Dick Rude and Anthony. Mike, did you ever Mm -hmm. go to Salvation Army? No, but Devin did. Devin Devin did. Yeah. Okay. So I was in Salvation Army in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Trust me, there's no, that is, that is a lower level of Dante's Inferno, my friend, because nobody's, nobody's really there to get sober. That's the other thing. Like they say, Oh, go to the Salvation Army. Like I don't know, like yeah, yeah well, you I know, guess. you know, you know what
1: they did with that De- with Devin? They they put them in the uniforms and the whole thing, man. Made them sing cor- in chorus and. religious.
2: My so, my kid got thrown out of there for stealing stuff, donated stuff oh, like you know watches and stuff.
0: <laughs> I know one that is Phoenix houses. Phoenix, Phoenix house has that spirit. The one in Phoenix, Santa Ana. Does. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I was, I was there not too long ago on a, on a Saturday. Does it still have it? I,
0: haven't, I haven't been there since I put yeah, my yeah. nephew in there. No, but, the one uh, I go to a Street meeting yeah. in
1: Long Beach is a Salvation Army, but it, it's very early on Sunday mornings. I go there sometimes. Um, it's a great meeting. Well, I'm not saying
0: of- Salvation Army isn't great. It's great for rebuilding your life, but I don't think it's a drug program. You know what I mean? Not like Cry Help is. Not it's like basically Impact a is.
1: religious program that puts you to work and Keeps you clean. Right. You want to stay Which in a, a protection. Here's system. the
0: thing, and and that's true, and that's a buddy used to always say, like, it's not a drug program. You, you got to stop telling people they need to go to the Salvation Army. Because when, Chuck, you know this, when somebody um, gets kicked out, um, you're supposed to give them three referrals, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it wasn't really, when we were back in MAP in like 98, there wasn't a lot of rehabs, right? And so if you got kicked out of, exodus say and you and there's no and you know you're not gonna you're defiant and you're saying fuck you and fuck this and i'll be all right you still have to do the discharge paperwork and refer three three places right, right. so i would always put salvation army on there third i would say call cry help here's the phone number nine 98- how about this i know cry helps phone number by heart 818-985-8323 I still fucking know the phone (laughs) number. That's frightening. That is frightening. That is trauma. Chuck, that is child abuse. That is junkie abuse. (laughs) They bombarded that phone number. You probably
1: gave the number out like, you know, 50 times a day for many years.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, because I answered the phones. So, so, uh, so, so. I would give Cry Help, Impact, and then Salvation Army. And Buddy Arnold's like, Salvation Army is not a drug program. You gotta stop putting that on the fucking paperwork. And he goes, <laughs> Salvation mm-hmm. Army is a place where you go after rehab. And like, and that was what Buddy told me. I didn't know shit about anything. I was a singer of a band who could barely speak the English language when I got <laughs> sober. And so whatever Buddy told me, I just adopted as my own, like, that's the truth. And Then I started realizing years later, like no one in their right mind is going to complete 90 days of treatment and then go to the Salvation Army for a job. They're done. I (laughs) I, I don't think there's one person that's ever done that ever.
2: I would like to hear from them if they did. (laughs) Because (laughs) I like this so much. I'm going to go into the Salvation
1: Army.
0: I went to vocational rehab and everybody did it because if you get to a certain level, you get to go to voc rehab and it was a, Building down the street on burbank on uh, Burbank boulevard and uh and you got to walk there so you could maybe stop Ooh. at seven eleven you could stop at seven eleven you weren't well, supposed to chuck, but you might but you well, might <laughs> Bob though that they do employ a lot
1: of the drug addicts sorting stuff for the Salvation Army. Then they move up their supervisors or they drive trucks or, yeah. you know. They, right. They no, things. that's
0: so, Delancey Street does it too. And I'm sure Goodwill does it. So, but, but so get this. So you go to book Rehab and, and all the, all the like parolees told me, yeah, you, you know, Bob, you want to go down. You want to go down book Rehab. You want to sign up, sign up for that fucking paperwork. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. I don't need to, you know how that, I don't know.
3: Like, I was like, <laughs> a, I became more of
0: a junkie after I was out of cry help. I was still kind of wimpy musician guy, right? And the, all the, you know, but I could speak the lingo, you know, I, I could get along with the parolees. You were and learning I, how to talk. I was, about I was learning how to. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so they said, you got to sign up for this. Point. And I said, finally, I said, and they were hounding me week after week Bobby, you didn't sign up for that shit. You got to go down there. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to like play music when I get out of here. And they're like, no, no, no. You get like, you get like a clothes voucher. So what happened was you complete the voc rehab training. Oh. Thing and you, get the, you get the job things, the job referrals to go out and find a job. And they give you a $200 Sears and Roebuck Sears uh, clothing voucher. So you could go get new jeans. I remember going and the Sears used to be on, on, uh, L- like near Lancashire and Burbank Boulevard at that weird mall that from the 50s where the movie theater is and that tower is by the 170 freeway. Yeah. And you got to go to Sears and pick out new clothes. It was so Pendletons awful. and
2: Levi's. Yeah. Yes. Well, I got
0: Levi's. I wasn't a big Pendleton. I was a I was a white shirt guy. I wasn't a wife beater guy. My arms are <laughs> kind of fat. My arms have like always been kind of fat up on the top. I never wanted people to see them. <laughs> No, they're kind of flabby underneath. Mike knows this. (laughs) Can you see that? Mike knows this. It's always been like that. Like I've tried to work out. Like, see, look at my. Uh, see, I got a muscle from lifting my kids up, but underneath, it's a little flabby there. It's always Bob, like that.
1: <laughs> Bob it's was always... never like like there was there was some of us that were like. There was never me, like, a time
0: like, when I was in shape, Chuck. Like ever. Pete Weiss, <laughs> Pete Weiss was in fabulous. Oh shape. God, you could you could hit Pete Weiss as hard as you could in the stomach, and it wouldn't even. Yeah, he was in the best. When he then. tightened up his. Pete Weiss didn't have a six pack. He had a twelve pack. Anthony he Kiedis is-
1: was always in shape. Had a great body. Oh you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. There were
0: there were. But I was always kind of I was that. always kind of flabby.
1: <laughs> he fell into the top Jimmy sort of.
0: <laughs> oh god, oh, I don't have damn. man boobs. Come on
2: now. <laughs> oh uh, man.
0: Oh my god, that's such an insult.
2: Oh man, I'm I'm not, I'm not,
0: I'm not, I'm not. You're you're lucky
2: we're on Zoom, otherwise, Bob (laughs) might have slapped you for that one.
0: (laughs) Ah, yeah. Oh, come here. Don't you talk about my fucking weight like that? Get it out of your (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Tom Jimmy was a big
1: dude, though. Tom Jimmy was a scary, kind of big, strong dude.
0: Oh, (laughs) I saw him knock many a person out.
1: Yeah. I saw him knock,
0: (laughs) I saw him knock Phil Alvin out one time. Wow. Just fucking one shot, Phil Albin unconscious on the ground.
2: Yeah,
0: right. Wow. So uh, you keep my flab out of your fucking mouth.
2: <laughs> I think that's. I think we will. That's an easy one. I, I will keep your flab. <laughs> what a
0: fucking? How embarrassing was that thing?
2: How embarrassing was it? Yeah, well, we're still talking about it. Ah, oh, damn. I'm telling you, there's
0: a lot of hurting going on out there. A lot of hurt, a lot of hurt going on, right um well i'm talking I'm talking to people that I don't know Chuck, I don't know that they're addicts because they they're periodics, you know it's just like this new breed of like uh, I don't know new breed of musician, and they're like periodic, but they're so depressed and miserable and unhappy, right that combination that that's what you call comorbidity or. Right. You know what I mean? I would say their primary diagnosis co- would be depression.
2: Yeah, so they're, they're co occurring, but their primary is. Uh,
0: yeah, depression. And then they use all these different drugs, like the one Mike, they use K and they use this and they use that. And they, they think of Xanax as nothing. Like Xanax is nothing. I was like, wow. everyone I've known, including all your heroes, died. They had Xanax in their system. So Xanax must be something. I'm not, oh, saying yeah, I'm, it's, so... I'm not saying it's the end all and be all, but it's something. And they all think of it as nothing.
2: That's like how crazy. many intakes
0: do you do and, and it finally comes out later that they take Xanax every day?
2: Oh, like, so, many, so many. So many they, when they test. They don't even you
0: think say, of it as a drug.
2: No, because it's so common in houses and stuff too. I mean, so many people's parents are on it and it's parents uh, are on it yeah it's fairly common for it's fairly like normal
0: people are taking xanax all the time
2: yeah it's it's uh, everybody well the youngsters that's where they get it from a lot of times is their folks you know and it's like and and then the the scary thing is is that's what they're out there buying are pressed xanax there's
1: a lot of stuff that's coming out is those tablet K pills that are coming from Afghanistan that have meth and opioids in the pill, and it looks like a almost like a little chalk candy you give children. It's really crazy. Isn't what is weird? what is
0: what is this drug do to you?
1: It's meth and it's meth and and heroin.
0: Oh,
2: fantastic!
0: What's wrong with that?
2: It's are, and heroin. It's coming straight about, from.
0: Why are you talking shit about this drug, Mike? This is two of our favorites. It's,
2: it's <laughs> coming.
1: I know. It's going to take the nation. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Those pills are being distributed on the black market by the Af- You know what a Afghani. good marketing
0: tool would be? Hey, I know you're depressed. Have you ever tried this drug that's got cocaine and heroin in it? You might Crazy. like it. It might and did cheer you. you see up. the
1: shape of them? They're like all candy colored and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what, crazy. So where yeah. did you find out this information? On vice. And this is a drug they're calling Special K? It's uh, Tablet K. Tablet ah. K. Not
1: Special K. They're called Tablet K pills.
2: Tablet nice. K pills.
1: Yeah. It's going to well, sweep
2: the nation. I'm, this, I'm this, changing this, my name to Little yeah. Tablet K. Little Tab K. Yeah. Tab Little Tab K. Yeah. Tabby K, yeah i k i'm sure it'll Yo, go over like dd like Ramon's rap did it. <laughs> you yeah.
0: keep your wow. tab k out of my wife's mouth
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay here's the thing all of them have different qualities like if you get the one that uh looks like uh there's actually one that is uh, like trump it's one. The- oh, so sure. there's one that's Donald Trump's face. I want yeah. to take that one. Yeah, I got. I got to show you that one, man. Hold on. Let I me. Mean,
2: I'll see. You. I'll show you that one. If it makes me feel like him, I don't want it. Do you that's think the be Proud be
0: Boys? I bet you the Proud Boys are eating that shit up, literally. That was a good joke. Should that one <laughs> to Chris. Should have given that one to Chris Rock. last night. There you go. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump.
1: That's Donald Trump.
0: Donald Trump.
3: Tablet K <laughs> Dude, how
0: popular is that in the fucking Proud Boys and in the QAnoners? They're loving here's, that shit.
1: Here's the weird thing is that they all contain different shit. Like some of them contain heroin and MDMA. Yeah, it's a good combo. And uh some of them contain, you know, like whatever the pill is, uh some of them contain m- mainly meth, 42% meth and
2: 20, 42%
1: not, and then 30 you know the, something. The good percent thing is,
2: is they're having opioid? actual doctors do this and weigh this out and do it correctly. Uh, I is? I say, this is? is not going, this is, is not going. Is? To it's all done up. scientifically in a cave, Bob.
1: <laughs> oh, why wow. the
0: Taliban? The Taliban is doing it?
1: I don't
2: know. it's some uh, kind Why of drug wouldn't deal. you? Why no, wouldn't you do the that?
1: Taliban. The Taliban is
2: against drug dealers. They're trying to clean yeah, up. Yeah, but not place. for America. If it's going to America, I'm, I bet they. No, isn't that where our opium is? Yeah. Here's maybe. the one
0: thing you know, we're just like supplying demand. We're just like, you know, I don't know why everybody's like, <laughs> It's just supply and demand. As long as there's a demand, supply will be provided,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. right? No, no amount of prohibition, no amount of laws, no amount of incarceration, no amount of three strikes, no amount of anything has, has been able to make even a slight dent in the drug distribution in America because the demand is so high because I believe people are so fucking miserable They'll do anything and they'll take anything to change the way they feel. And as long as you have this misery, whether it's misery in the inner city, you know, fearing for your life every day, walking to school or misery in the Bel Air being neglected and, and raised by nannies and never loved and never held or middle class, you know, kind of parents stressed out, checked out, don't even pay attention to their kids, whatever it is, with all that massive unhappiness with young people, they're going to eat this shit up like candy. Until Mm. we change ourselves as a nation, as a people, which it doesn't look like we're going to do anytime soon, the drug problem will will be persistent and it will be here and it will be taking 100,000 people's lives a year. That's just and so insane. It's so fucking insane. How come it only exists really primarily, like on fire, crazy in the United States of America? Because there's something wrong with the United States of America, right? Well, good point.
2: Maybe, maybe that. Maybe that's the 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 condition of mental health is one of the pre-existing factors.
0: Elvis said something to me a week ago. It just it just made me just. I've hurt so bad for him. He said, you know, my friend is really good at basketball, and my other friend is really good at this thing, and I'm not really good at anything. And I said, Elvis, you're great at a lot of things. And he said, not sports. And I said, well, you've chosen not to play sports. I said, do you want to play sports? Cause you were good at sports five years ago when you played it. Maybe you want to play sports and he doesn't want to play sports, but he likes what the, the self-esteem that the kids are getting from being good at sports, wow. right? We just have to think about kids differently in this country. So I had to remind him, you're a great piano player. You're a great drummer. Everybody commends you on that stuff. And he goes, yeah, but you don't really do that in front of other people. I said, not yet, but you can, you will. Like having to build your kid's self-esteem because our society is so broken. It's just weird. It's It's just weird. He never used to feel like this. Mm. It's the society that he's being more and more taken over by. Right. This like, I'm better at this than you. This keep your, my, my wife's name out of your mouth. All the ugliness that our society is. We should be ashamed Shame on that man for behaving that way in front of our children. Shame on him. What a child. My son saw a grown man at the Academy Awards unable to describe his feelings. We're hypocrites. We're broken. We're a broken society. And as long as we continue down this track we're on, defending grown men, acting like children, division and hatred towards one another. The idolatry right. of wealthiness and wealth and Gucci and all this shit. <laughs> as long as we're this fucking sick, our kids are going to die of drugs. That's the fucking truth.
1: That's- and on a
0: happy note. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <a> happy
1: note. <laughs> oh, just, we can, end it. We can mean, end it
2: like that. There's nothing wrong you know, with that. Um, on, and the, the other extreme of that is if you know somebody like when you were talking about uh, Taylor, I was thinking of my buddy Noodles. You know, if you know somebody who's good, who's kind, who's caring, let them know that you see that in them and, and let them know that you that you appreciate them in the world. You know, catch somebody doing something right, too, because the people that are kind and giving and, and loving, a lot of times they don't even know. Uh, they don't know that they're appreciated and they feel alone in that. And uh, I mean, I've seen that happen in. In recovery, a lot where people don't even know how important they are to somebody at, 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 until they go back out and die, and then everybody's at their funeral.
0: Here's a great thing that Trevor Noah said amazing thing he said about Kanye a couple weeks ago. Nobody caught on to it, it didn't go viral. You know what went viral is when he said Kanye disrespects women and it's okay because he's a rapper or whatever. That right. went viral. Something negative went viral. But what he said when they canceled him off the Grammys, he said, I didn't say cancel him. I said, counsel him. He needs Ah, counseling. Oh, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Counseling, people. Will Smith needs counseling. He doesn't need to be praised for punching somebody. Right? That's what our society does. It rewards bad behavior. and And nobody talks about good behavior. You're exactly right, Chuck. So here's the shout outs to great kind people. Josh Klinghoffer, Chris Carey, like people in my life, Big James, people that that are kind, you know, Flea, who's who's just given an enormous amount to the Los Angeles community at large. You guys, we do this for no money. This is like to entertain our friends, doing kind things, doing productive things, doing thoughtful things. People that are doing that should be celebrated not people that smack people in the face when they don't like what they're saying or people that, you know, say, say, you know, all this negative stuff about trans kids and all this kind of stuff. Stop all the fucking hate. Stop all this like vitriol and rewarding it with clickbait. Right. Yeah. And start praising people for doing good. I went to Catholic church the other day. Sydney wanted Good to go God. to church and we went to church. I'm going to send you guys a picture of it right now. And, wait, we and went, it's
2: still standing.
0: We went to church while well, Satan was with me. But, yeah. but, <laughs> God, <huh? laughs> but uh, you have no, to, you, I went he to, has to, to sit church. on your lap. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was really nice to see people together in a community. We went as a family. And um, it was because my daughter was interested in it. She said, what is church like? I want to go to church. I'm going to show you. Here's what it Here's them here's, um, with the with the
1: look at. I even put you tie, down.
0: Chuck. I wore a tie. I wore it. Sydney was
2: like, I'd never seen me in a tie. I was like, look at you, you got
0: to get dressed up.
2: There's yeah, bug likes uh, love, bug's like bug likes churches, too. I, I don't what Maybe do it's just because like people about? are nice. How do,
0: they, how do they because people are nice?
2: Because they are nice yeah, for that yeah. How Whatever an hour or two a day Alright, leave me th- with that
0: Bob's going to right. church Will Bob Smith needs ch- counseling It's going to be okay Counseling, counseling not, 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 not canceling Not canceling uh, Rest in and, peace,
1: Taylor Yeah, Taylor Taylor Hawkins Tonight, you guys don't, good good night. Night. Don't, take, Taylor. don't take any of those stupid weird pills, man
0: <laughs> that, well that was that's to really <laughs> convince him yeah. oh my god you <laughs> probably just, think changed whole, you know. just changed the whole you changed the whole deal right nobody's
1: there. listening <laughs> alright <laughs> we'll see you Bye-bye. bye bye